1: Uh, Series that I was doing for Women's History Month. It's still March. We're doing this Mujeres Lead series. And this is our fourth and final installment of this fun little mini-cast series that we're doing this month. This is Brenda with Tamarindo. And I have with me a good friend of mine, Dolores Arredondo, who works for a Fortune 100 company. She has an MBA. She's a mother. She's a fellow chingona. (laughs) She's going to tell us all about her inner chispita, and uh, she's also a recent uh, appointee for the county of, of Los Angeles. She'll tell us a little bit about that role as well as um, her leadership style and all these different things that I've been exploring with these amazing women and mujeres. So, Dolores, can yes. you tell us a little bit about the, the latest hat that you're wearing about this, uh, this uh, recent appointment?
0: Sure. So, most recently, February 28th, to be exact. Mm. Um, the L.A. County Board of Supervisors took a vote, and I am the most recent commissioner to the Department of Public Social Services, or for the Department of Public Social Services for the L.A. County Board <coughs> of Supervisors. And what's interesting about that, it's almost coming full circle. I don't talk a lot about this, mm-hmm. but being um, as a young young girl in East Los Angeles, born and raised, there were many times that my family benefited from some of those services. Mm-hmm. And I fast forward today in 2017, and I think about the, the cuts that are up for the federal budget, mm-hmm. the yes. impact to states, the impact to local, to local budgets, and more importantly, the impact to local families and individuals. And I think now's the time for all of us, in whatever capacity we can play, to make our voices heard and to be a voice for those folks who mm-hmm. may not be able to speak for themselves right now.
1: It's so great. So what does it mean, c- growing up in L.A. County, as you're saying, what does it mean to you to get this appointment? Um, and I, is this your first appointment? It is. Yeah, okay. It is.
0: And, it, you know, for, for those women or men listening to your your podcast, I'm a firm believer that you put something out in the universe, and the universe and your network and your friends respond. Mm-hmm. And I remember last year starting the this idea of, why not me? Mm-hmm. And I I was very um, motivated by seeing so many women putting their hats in the ring, but especially one, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Right. And so for me, that just really fired me up and to see how far she came and still how far we need to go as women. So I started asking people, tell me more about commissions. I started to educate myself. But I was also, I'm also very involved with an organization called Hispanas Organized for Political Equality. Right, HOPE. And I know you're a graduate Mm -hmm. of the HOPE Leadership Institute. And they had a series around appointments and commissions. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? And that just piqued my interest even more. And I just thought, okay, the stars are aligning. It's time that I start raising my hand and let people know that I'm interested. So if you're interested or if somebody listening is interested, Let someone know. Put it out there. Put it out there. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I did. And sure enough, I I live in uh, Supervisor Janice Hahn's district. Mm -hmm. And um, she nominated me thanks to a relationship, right, that I know also through hope, made the introduction, Mm -hmm. made the connection. Um, She has seen my qualifications. There's a lot of due diligence that goes behind an appointment of that level. But um, it was worth it, and and why I'm going to do it and why I'm so passionate about it is because um, at the commission level, you have such an important role and and ability to make an impact and influence and oversee and Mm -hmm. govern uh, at a very important level, at a very important time in our U.S. history. That's so
1: great. So you mentioned Hillary. What is something else you have in common with Hillary? There's many things.
0: Yes. Now that you mentioned Hillary, that way. <laughs> so so Hillary and I are both graduates of Wellesley College, mm-hmm. um, a, a small and powerful um, women's college outside of Boston. And what's interesting about the history is we've had three women Secretary of States in the history in our U.S. history. Mm-hmm. Of the three, two come from Wellesley. Wow, that's so great. Madeline Albright. And Hillary Clinton. That's so great. And
1: maybe Dolores Arredondo. And maybe Secretary Dolores Arredondo. I love that. Does not that sound have a good ring? I think it has a great ring. So Dolores, I, I'm so happy that I can count you as one of my very close friends. Yes. And and you've taken so many Latina leaders under your wing and mentored and, and just guided them. What does mentorship mean to you? And what is your personal spin on me- on mentoring? And, and I'm getting at the chispita piece.
0: Sure, sure. So... For me, and it's interesting because and maybe someone else knows, maybe you know, but the word mentorship, I remember bringing a friend of mine who was then a consul, like a vice consul de Mexico mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles, and she said, Dolores, what is this mentor word that you speak of here? Like, mm, what does it they mean? They hadn't heard it like that. So they hadn't heard, I don't know what's the equivalent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm guessing a madrina or something, <laughs> like a sponsor of some kind almost. But there is a difference, right, between mentor and sponsor. But but for me, why I do what I do is someone, someone opened the door for me, right? Someone helped me. Being first-generation college graduate, like many of us are, mm-hmm. um, and, and understanding that so many other now first-generation students look to us mm-hmm. to help them, right, to guide them because we come from... May, for me, I come from farm worker families. What, a, you know, they, they don't know about a white collar position or role or um, they care and they support me, but they didn't have the experience to help me in that space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I navigated some of it alone, but I got a ton of help and mentors in my life that helped coach me. So the gifts are never yours to keep. Mm-hmm. The gifts are for you to pass those on mm-hmm. and how in whatever way they'll help someone else. Um, so, so that's really important to me. And the other day, my of all people, like a cousin's wife, Uh sent me a text in Spanish, and she said to me, "Lolita," which is my family nickname. Lolita, Lolita, espero que de vez en cuando mires hacia atrás para para que veas los que vienen.
1: Wow! And
0: it was just so like that was really really touching that she took the time to do that, and it meant a lot to me because every so often I think we should take the time to pause Mm -hmm. and celebrate, reflect, but then. Inspire our own selves and motivate ourselves to keep going. Right? Yeah. Why we do it, and why we do it. So for me, something I've been talking a lot about this past year is my chispita voice. Mm -hmm, Your chispita. Your inner chispita. My inner chispita. That Mm -hmm. fire. That sparklet. That spark. And I have to be honest. I remember going from East Los Angeles to Wellesley College, and that chispita was like on fire. Like Mm -hmm. the chispita I was then at Mm -hmm. 18 years old. Being three thousand miles, you know, away from home, and I had to be. I was in such unfamiliar territory mm-hmm. that I had to like. Maybe it was a pep talk, and I didn't even know I was giving myself a pep talk. But I was like, "Okay, you have to be fearless. Let's go, vamos! You mm-hmm. know, let's do this." And I was there with so much purpose and intentionality. And through the years, you get busy with work, or you get busy with life, with the family. I have a husband, two children, and. I, I think that I was letting my my Chispita, my inner Chispita's voice kind of mm-hmm. simmer down a little
1: bit. Mm-hmm. Put the flame on low. Put the flame on low. Uh-huh.
0: And I have to tell you, November 8th, 2016. Put the flame put the on high. Flame on high, put on high <laughs> and share the flame. Yes, yes. Share yes. the flame. Give give that sparklet, light up the next person's sparklet, and you light up two more sparklets. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel right now. Yeah, and call it the resistance, call it my inner chispita, but that's how I feel right now. I feel like I'm on, on fire, and I feel that it's a time in our country and in our world to hold people accountable, mm-hmm. and that each one of us, I tell my children all the time, silence is permission, mm-hmm. right? So speak your truth. hmm and, and that's where I am. And that's that, she speed at that fire. And let me tell you that fire is on high.
1: Yes. Yes. That's funny. I, well, I've never, I've never noticed the fire be on low with you, but it's like extra, extra hot then because you've always been an inspiration to many of us. And, and I always see you go out of your way to make time for any other woman, Latina or not. I think you're such a great mentor, and I it was great to learn a little bit about how you're even teaching at the at, a, at Pepperdine where you got yeah. your MBA and, and sharing your chispita to other with other people. So that's really wonderful, and it's really great to see everything that you're involved in. Um, I want to go back to like your your personal values. So I know there there's three things that guide you. That's
0: right. What are those things? So going back to a lot of the things that I did, you're right. I've always and this comes from my mom, right? So my mom, I remember the day I left to Boston. She says, "Mija, nunca se te olvide de donde vienes." Mm-hmm. Don't forget where you come from. Mm-hmm. And y, y los sacrificios de los que vinieron. And she wasn't talking about herself, but those before us, mm-hmm. in order for us to have progress and move forward. And so I've always carried that notion, and, and I wouldn't say it's a weight; it's it's an honor, mm-hmm. right? To know that I have to make a difference and. And be prepare myself in order to be able to do more and do better. So so that's never left me. Mm-hmm. That's never left me. But for me to be really crystal clear on why do I do what I do and those three things son los tres Fs. Faith, family, and fitness. Okay. And for me, my faith, and, and it breaks my heart to see all the the conversations that are happening on the, on the on the right side of the aisle mm-hmm. and, and using their faith. As a right. way to oppress people and take, you know, rights away from people. For me, my faith is very, very core to who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm Christian. Um, and, and I think a lot of the rhetoric or what we're seeing, not even rhetoric, I mean they're putting it to action now, is is so against our Christian values. So but I hold true to to my faith and, and I and I walk in my faith. And I think that's made a difference for me. So my faith is important. Mm-hmm. My family, my tribe, my village, and um you're right about people like you in my life. You're more than a friend, right? Oh, that's so those sweet. people that I, I I care about like that, your family, right? That's you're my familia. you're more than a friend. Mm-hmm. And so the F is for friend, and maybe it's friends and family. It's the family y- that F. you get and the family, family. you choose. That's right. Mm-hmm. So both. that's great. I, I hadn't put it that way, but you're right, Brenda, it is that way. Mm-hmm. And for me, and so, so though they're very, very important to me. And I make the time. Like tomorrow morning, I'm having, I'm going on a on a power walk with my niece, mm-hmm. and we're gonna have breakfast together. And those quiet one-on-one moments are really important to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but my 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 family means everything to me. My husband, my son, my daughter, um, my two furry babies. Yes, furry Jen, babies. Jen and Drake, Jen and Drake. <laughs> um they mean they mean so much to me and then fitness means a lot to me Mm -hmm. so i was diagnosed pre-diabetic uh seven years ago now and diabetes is something that really impacts the latino community right right right. and you know i have had sisters who have passed away of diabetes my mother was also um impacted by diabetes so i was like i'm gonna break the cycle i have to break Mm the cycle and so fitness has become very important to me. I think fitness is connected. Maybe it's not fitness, but health, right? Health is, I think it's very connected to wealth and ability to make a living. You know, I, I see the slow destruction sometimes that comes as a result of um, disease. Mm-hmm. And so I've made a very conscious choice to to stay healthy. Yeah. You've been a part of my journey. We've so done a few you. marathons together. We've done a few yes. races together. Mm-hmm. Um and and you help fuel my chispita.
1: Oh, I love it. You definitely feel mine. Yeah. And um, I, I mean, a little bit about the fitness thing. I know that um, you mentioned uh, um, hope, yeah. and many times for some time you were the chair of this great organization, Hispanas Organized for Political Equality. And many times I've heard you speak. And you reference this um, the fitness piece because and and uh, of course I follow you on Facebook. And there's always an anniversary to basically a pivotal moment in which you took control of that part of your life that's right and it's amazing because you always reference um like i don't think you probably before that year imagine that you could run marathons that's right
0: so january 2nd 2010 mm-hmm. is that anniversary mm-hmm. and i remember and, and i hope that those listening really take this to heart if right now you you can't run a half marathon mm-hmm. or a marathon that that's okay. It takes training, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember the first time I decided I was almost a size. I was a size 16 then, almost a size 18. And six. you're probably as tall as I am. And which I'm is under all five. Whopping <laughs> like, hey, five feet. Five, I'm claiming five feet. And um, I remember trying to run for five minutes straight, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. Wow. And I and I wasn't the age I am now, right? This is seven years ago, seven and a half mm-hmm. years ago, and it just broke my heart. And but instead of beating myself up. It just kind of fueled me to okay, vamos, mm-hmm. let's go. Right, and I that's how I started, little by little. And so I just want to encourage everyone who wants to take that step. You know, it, it just one step, the one foot step. in mm-hmm. front of the other. And if you need to walk a little, walk a little. Right. Be yeah. gentle with yourself. And then you run a little bit, and then you walk a little bit, and that's okay.
1: And I'm here at your home, and I see that by your door, you have, like, this rack of all your medals, and that rack is going to fall down. There so many There are so many, so many medals. I think <laughs> I
0: need a new rack because I'm not going to
1: stop getting medals. I love it. That's great. Well, thank you so much for spending time to do this, this mini-cast series, Mujeres Lead. I'm going to ask you the questions that I ask oh, all of yes, my guests. yes, yes, yes. So the first question. Is easy. What is your, your go to snack? Something that remind, reminds you of home? What's like the snack that you're you're always
0: excited to, to enjoy? So, before they were fruit carts like mm-hmm. we see now, yes. you know? Uh-huh. Um, and by the way, my fruit cart lady, her name, her business is Chispita. Oh, is it? Chispi- what? Frutas Chispita. <laughs> I was like, Senora. Senora Berta is her name, by the way. And uh, I was like, Senora Berta. I didn't know this was the name. So, I just feel connected to her even more. Mm-hmm. But I remember my mom. Um, after school, she would um, do us this ensalada de frutas. Oh, And then jicama and pepino and naranjas, and she would put a little limoncito. A little chilito. Oh, my God. And I just remember it felt so, sandia, watermelon is my favorite. Mm -hmm. And um, I was the baby of the tribes. She would always save the heart of the watermelon for me. Oh, that's so sweet. And my sisters would be so jealous. Like, why does she always get the heart? You know, (laughs) but, you know, she'd say, la niña. You know, and so (laughs) that was my go-to favorite. It still is today. It's really good, Yes. Um, next question If you had a virtual
1: chancla, or I don't know, whatever, maybe it's a regular chancla, I need lots of chancla. <laughs> Who gets your chancla? Person, place, thing, concept?
0: It could be Paul Ryan, right now,
1: yeah, um, yeah. I think
0: Paul he Ryan... got his
1: chancla today. We're recording this on the day of his oh, that's right. bill. Today, the American Paul people gave him Ryan his Ryan
0: <laughs> gets the biggest chanclazo for. Being who he is and trying to put that bill forward—that yes. was just shameless, atrocious, um, or shameful. I would, I would say. And so my chancla is for Paul Ryan. All
1: right, that's good. Trump's relief because he always gets the chancla, so Paul Ryan gets Paul it this Ryan time. <laughs> gets
0: the. Ch- I mean, I could just share that that chancla <laughs> with many people right now, but for today, it's all you, Paul Ryan. Yes,
1: yes, very good. And then a very serious question. If there was a telenovela about your life, or maybe it's your telenovela character, what
0: what would be the name of this telenovela or your character? Um, So we've been talking a lot about that inner Chispita, but I would have to honor, at the end of the day, my family name, which is Lolita.
1: No, Lolita. Chispita Lolita. Lolita (laughs)
0: Lolita Lolita. la Chispita. (laughs) (laughs) i love it i I need to honor my family name
1: it's so great i love it okay well thank you so much this was amazing we really enjoyed this conversation with you
0: thank you